0: What an opportunity we have as Christians to view our days as more than simply going to work, coming home from work, family time, etc. It's not just a checklist. If we take the time to see the opportunity that God has given to us, uh, we really can live out the Great Commission uh, uniquely and purposefully within our days. Hmm. So that is the topic of our conversation today is how we can send each other out and send each other off on our days in a meaningful and purposeful way. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in.
1: Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between.
0: Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is fierce marriage.
1: So we're wrapping up this month, where we've talked about the home. Okay, and it's it's I've enjoyed it because it's really forced me to think through the places and the spaces that we create as Christian households that we occupy, that we use as kind of a home base, and. I, and Selena, this is something that you've been um, kind of mulling over. This this particular topic for today is the idea that we're not just going about our day that mm-hmm. when when you go for, when you go to work or when you send the kids wherever you're going to send them. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just who knows? Send them out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a hey, we're a family where we are on mission together, and mm-hmm. it's not just dad or mom going off to work. It's the family sending dad or mom to do the work that God has placed before them, which includes the missional work of the gospel of, of creating disciples of, you know, doing that, that actual work. Right. So I think that's, that's profound. So that's what we're going to be talking through today is just the kind of the kind of details around that. Right. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Um, As usual, subscribe, follow, like, click whatever, I don't know. Share, Share. rate, review. Do all (laughs) the things
0: that help get this podcast out, that help others know what it's about.
1: Thank you very much for those who have done that so far. Um, If you would like to be on mission with us, go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. Uh, We were just so encouraged by the people there, our patrons. Mm. Thank you to all of you patrons who have already jumped on board. And hello to all our new patrons. Welcome to the club. It's uh, awesome having you. And I'm looking forward to getting to know you in there. So if you want to be part of that community, go to Fiercemarriage.com slash partner. Okay. That's all I got for today.
0: All right. Well, as Ryan said, we're wrapping up this series about the home and the importance of it. We talked about missional moments the first week. Uh, we talked about the makeup of a home, mm-hmm. uh, not just the structure, but the space And then last week we talked about how to bring people into your home and filling their bellies and their souls. And I really enjoyed that episode. I think you guys should go back and take a listen. Uh, And now we're ending this with, and I think it's just perfect, of how we can send each other out and the purpose behind that. So, you know, when I think this, how we send each other out has so many purposes. Uh, One being that we can, you know, honor God in how we live. Hmm. Uh, The daily grind of work, church involvement, you know, we can easily just feel disconnected as a couple and then we just begin to kind of drift away uh, from each other, which then we're breaking down in our communication, our intimacy life is failing, there's bitterness that can start to take root uh, towards whatever is kind of causing this drift, but today we want to really discuss why we send each other out and how we can send each other out. Uh, that are unique to the marriage and unique to a Christian household. Because, again, it is important for us to see this and identify the opportunity that it is to send each other out. And what do I mean by sending each other out, right? It's, huh. it's, I think, just augmenting the daily transitions of life um, and not just, oh, he's going to work, I've got to go to work, kids are going to school, I just think there's, again, there's these spaces in between that we might not be identifying. So a caveat for today's conversation is that some seasons come and go. um, And I think it's important, we we think it's important to make sure you mark kind of the ends and beginnings of each season. Um, Celebrate them, remind each other in the middle of it that it's just a season and do your best to kind of keep those timelines uh, pretty firm. Uh, because not taking time in your marriage for unity and building a relationship, it's inevitably inevitably going to lead to some conflict, but praise God that conflict can also lead to intimacy, but that's a whole nother podcast episode <laughs> and series. But let's jump into a conversation and start with the Great Commission in Matthew 28. And I wanted to start here because this is where Jesus is the great send out, I feel like. Yeah. This is where Christ has come he was born, he lived the life, fulfilled the scriptures and prophecies, walked among us, died for us, and was raised again. And this is where he sends mm-hmm. us out. And I think it's just wow. such a powerful example of, again, the opportunities opportunities that we have as believers to send one another out and how that can strengthen our marriage and our unity. So...
1: this more than anything, what I think this does is it, it places us on, on, how do I say this? On Christ's timeline, right? Mm. And on on the continuum of the, the work of God, right? And this is what Jesus did. Is he said, you know, go, you know, preach the gospel, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He took everything, the activities that we will do as believers, mm. and he's rooting them in eternity itself and saying that you are not just to go and get, you know, the nicest things you can get, the best job you can get, the most status you can get, the most power you can get, the most pleasure you can experience mm. in this life. Instead, he's saying, "No, bring people into the fold of God. Preach, proclaim this news, this good news that I have established here." And, t- and Jesus is talking, mm-hmm. proclaim that, and that's. So I think of the the family where the you know I'll just use the the typical example. Where you've got a husband who's the breadwinner, okay? And he is going to his job, whether that's, you know, job somewhere, you know, labor somewhere or some trade or some office building or whatever, some service sector, whatever that job is. The Great Commission, if we live it out and we take it seriously, it places us, it places that vocation on the continuum of eternity mm-hmm. and says that that job is not just about your provision here and now. hmm It's not just that. It can never just be that as Mm -hmm. a Christian. Mm -hmm. Uh, Going wherever you go, I'm just trying to think of other scenarios. For us, uh, Selena, you go out and on Wednesdays we have our co-op for our our homeschool Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) co-op. I don't know what else to call it. (laughs) Yeah, a community. Yeah, a community. And we're sending you because you're a tutor there, so you're you're teaching and instructing um, Mm -hmm. the the children there. And there's a sense. It's not just to teach our kids it's it's a missional so i love this because it gives your whole life context when you start thinking in these terms that we're not just going about our life but instead we're sending so if you have a child that's playing a sport we're sending. We'll talk about that on the parenting side, but anyway, I don't want to get ahead of us ahead of where.
0: Right. You- and this is a good time to just, uh, I think lay out what we're discussing today. I think I forgot to do that, but we're, we're just discussing, we're talk about the great commission, but we're going to discuss in light of that, why we send each other out and how we can do that, uh, as a yeah. couple and that unique, how, right. Uh, how that differs from just friend being friends or part of a sports team. Like the family unit again has mm. a unique call and a unique, uh, pathway in which they can love each other and model Christ to one another. So mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and read Matthew 28, 16 through 20. We'll kind of talk through the context and the message and then how we can live this out. Uh, because only by understanding the why can we then begin implementing the how.
1: Okay. Matthew 28, what? Six, 16. 16. 13. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age.
0: Mm, Praise God. So good. Praise God. So we see, I mean, the context is pretty obvious. Uh, and I love what you said just a minute ago about how it really kind of places us within the timeline of where Christ is, and also into you know mm-hmm. our lifetime and the authority that's being sp- he is speaking with. He he's empowering us. Mm-hmm. He's commissioning us, and because we have Christ living in us, and we talked about this on Sunday in Ray's message, like the light can shine out of us. And what is one way that the light of Christ? can be lived and shine out of us. And I think it is through sending each other out on purpose and with purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All authority, verse 18, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's Jesus. And so what does he say? Like he said, he doesn't say, go get get for you what you deserve and make your life the happiest it can be. He says, no, go therefore. Therefore. Make disciples of all nations. Yeah. This is the highest calling, right? And baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And not only does he leave it there, it's, he's He's not just commissioning and leaving us, but he's reminding us that he is always with us, mm. even till the end of the age. So we are not alone in this mission. And I think that's a huge part that I kind of probably glossed over <laughs> when I was writing this rundown, is that uh, when we're sending each other out, that we're not, Alone, And I think maybe that's the piece that Mm -hmm. we're kind of taking apart is it's not just dad going to work or mom going to work, kids going to school. Like it is us living out the gospel and the Great Commission. Uh, So let's take a few minutes to talk about why, why we send each other out. So we have Christ as our model. We have the Great Commission as our example. So why do we send each other out? And when I say send each other out, I still haven't defined it well. Um, again, it's, it's whenever we're kind of leaving the house, right. Or we're transitioning or we're going somewhere.
1: Or it's even just the vernacular you have around it with your kids. Like if I'm, if I'm gone Mm -hmm. on a, on a work trip or something, you're not just like, yeah, he'll be home. It's, it's no kids. Remember daddy's doing this important thing. Mm And as a family, we are behind him, even though we can't be with him.
0: And I think we have a unique call as to be doing fierce marriage. We get to, I mean, you can, I think you could phrase it. No matter what your job is, but we oh, sure. we uniquely get to say, like we get to help other people in their marriages and help them know Jesus. You know, you kinda have to simplify it for the ages and stages. But I think painting that bigger picture of how you're providing for the family mm-hmm. because God's given you this work and you want to be a good steward. There's always verbiage that the holy like words right that you can say to paint the picture for your children and knowing that it's not just a Uh disconnect it's not just a leaving behind it's not a it's a go forth and we are together in this as a family so when we're sending each other out uh there's i think four things that i want to talk about of of the the illustrate the why
1: so can i add one quick piece to what you just said before we do the four things And i'll make this really fast it's not that it, it it's calibrating in the sense that we're not d- dad or mom or child. They're not just leaving something behind, but they're going out to mm. do to accomplish something. And this is why it's so important for a family to be on mission. This is why we we wrote a a, a book around the, it's it's a it's an ebook. It's how to craft a family vision statement mm-hmm. that's available on our parenting website, Parenting dot com. And the whole reason is that that's calibrating. Mm-hmm. It says I'm not just going away from i'm not just leaving the family i love and hold dear it's i'm being sent to go accomplish something right for the savior i love and hold dear right and by his grace of course not on my own strength but anyway
0: and how much of that creates conflict if we're not acknowledging the purpose within our marriage right if you if i feel like you're always leaving if i feel like I'm always being abandoned. I'm always the one that's taking care of the kids Mm -hmm. or always doing the mundane day to day, you know, whatever that can so quickly take root in our heart and create bitterness towards each other.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing is you can't, it's not just whatever you choose to do. That's just the thing you're called to do for the Lord that day. Right. Right. Because as a husband, I am called to love my wife. Mm hmm more than I'm called to do any sort of vocation, right? Mm-hmm. That that call to love my wife as Christ is of the church is overt in scripture. And so if I can't go and do the thing that I'm setting out to do and say that I'm A, loving my wife well, loving my family well, honoring God, and now living on mission, then that thing doesn't automatically just get a rubber stamp of approval. That, so good. that thing needs to be on the on the chopping block at that point. And that, th- this is how it's calibrating and it helps contextualize every aspect of Extra, mm-hmm. I said, extra home life, right? right. Outside of the home. So, right. so we, yeah. just like
0: what you said, um, sending each other out really is an act of obedience. If it's, if the order is right, if you, if we're loving mm. each other well uh, as husband and wife, then this sending out really is, is mm. saying, God, I, I love you and I love how you've provided for us. And I want to walk in this obedience of making disciples. Hmm. And you and I, Ryan and Selena, husband and wife, we are making disciples by spending time in those missional moments that we talked about a few weeks ago of knowing God better together. Hmm. Um, but also making disciples, you know, within the workplace. And that may not be an overt making of disciples at that moment. But how many people from work have come to church, or how many people from work have, you know, had outside conversations with you about? Hey, I always see you like texting your wife, or you guys are always so happy around each other. And what makes you tick? You know those kinds of questions. And
1: or I hear how you talk about your spouse, yeah. even when you're when, when you're fighting, or when other yeah. people, like you don't you don't speak ill of mm-hmm. your spouse. That in itself is is uh, a, almost like a an evangelistic sort of tool. I I, I contend that there is always gospel work to be done, even if you're not standing on a soapbox during your lunch hour and preaching, literally preaching oh, the sure. gospel. Yeah. There's always work to be done. And that, that work to be done could be fervent, dedicated prayer mm-hmm. for the, whoever God puts on your heart in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing that because I know I'm being, I'm providing for my family, but I know that I'm, I'm on mission that day as I've been sent by my, by my family, by my wife, then I can be a a, a man on mission. And mm-hmm. praying is, I think sometimes we discount. That's why I'm kind of harping on it. We can no, discount. We are gonna, yeah, prayer, we'll talk about that for um, sure. As a missional yeah. endeavor. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah.
0: So, this first piece of act, it's an act of obedience. Sending each other out is an act of obedience uh, okay. to the Great Commission. It's also sending each other out can be an act of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, obedience to God, to a higher authority, and how we love and how we carry ourselves. Uh, ultimately overflows into worship, right? So, worshipping God through how we love each other, through how we transition, how we come and mm. go from different places, different tasks can really augment the work of God yeah. in our own lives and therefore be a witness to others, which is the fourth one. But the third one, <laughs> and we've kind of been saying this is that it does it does give you a deeper meaning of what it means to kind of live on purpose. We talk in Colossians 3, well, we talk, (laughs) Paul talks (laughs) about, you know, if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Set your mind on things that are above. Uh, The part that I want to... seated at the throne, yeah. Yeah, the part that I wanted to um, kind of talk about was... Verse seventeen. It kind of starts in works. Starts in uh, verse sixteen. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the to God the Father through hmm. Him. Uh, that's one of the verses I think that always goes through my head when we're talking about work. We're talking about anything that. Uh, we're putting our hands to as a task, and so I think it's just important for us to understand that there there's purpose in our work, there's purpose in us, you know, leaving our families at a certain hmm. time uh, and coming home, and again, that's all calibrated, again, to what you were saying, Ryan, is how are we loving each other well in those spaces in between, uh, and you know, how you view work is, I think, really important <laughs> and reflects kind of your yeah relationship with God and your yeah I hate to say ability to submit to his authority but I, I do think that there is a, a harmony within obedience to God in this area
1: can, I, w- I just want to make a uh, observation real fast can you look up real fast uh, um, Ecclesiastes 9 mm-hmm. I believe I think it's tra- starting in verse 9 while you're doing that I'm thinking about this letter to the Colossians and then Paul's other letter I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, it, both Ephesians and Colossians are what are among the the, um, the prison epistles mm. that, that Paul wrote while okay. he was imprisoned, uh, I believe, um, in Rome. Um, and it's just interesting to me that we have what you just read in Colossians 3 is immediately preceding um, instructions for a Christian household. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then what we see in, in Ephesians chapter five is almost the same, but it's the, the instruction, the rules for the Christian household as laid out in Ephesians chapter five are directly preceding then the armor of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, okay, and I'm just trying to think, what, what was what headspace was Paul in as he's writing these letters, again, prison epistles, like long, a long time in prison. Mm-hmm. He had spent a ton of time with the Ephesians prior to this. He knew them really well. I don't know how much time he spent with the Colossians, but um, there's probably some overlap in there. The point is, as he is in a certain headspace in prison, and he's saying, "Like I am stuck behind these bars, and here the most tangible thing that you can do as families
0: mm.
1: is to do what you do unto the glory of God, mm-hmm. and and conform your very family structure into the form the the how God designed it. Mm. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. We see that in both Ephesians and Colossians. Children, obey your parents. Uh, Parents, be kind to your children. Don't be harsh with them. There's these rules. And then, especially in Ephesians 5, after laying this all out, what does he do then? He says, uh, so he says, walk in love. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time. That's, That's not that's not day-to-day time that's mm. that's seasonal time so the season of life that you're in yeah is what, that's so good the word there is kairos which is the the greek word for kind of seasons and and almost like it's not like seconds and minutes that'd be chronos right um so you've got
0: <laughs> right <laughs> mistaking <laughs> greek over here so <laughs> w-
1: walk in love you know wives and husbands and that's ephesians 5 then then children and parents and then ephesians 6 Finally, be strong in the Lord and His strength hmm. and His might. Put on the whole. Arm. It's as if the family has a purpose that's mm-hmm. beyond just the four walls of the home, and that's what we're getting at today. Mm-hmm. And so, and this isn't not. It's not a revelation by any means. This is what exactly what we've been saying. But I just love how Paul is so overt about this, both in Colossians and Ephesians, and undoubtedly in other places as well.
0: When you're talking about putting on the armor of Christ, he also talks about putting on the new self, right? And so this whole putting on, I think it's obviously an active word. And so how are we, how are we doing this with each other and how are we living and loving each other in these transitions? You know, this is why we're kind of bringing to light this purposeful send offs. And this is not, you know, our idea. And we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute, but it's, I think it's just a way for us to really experience kind of the richness of each day and each moment, uh, as well as walking in obedience and worship to God and Hmm. submitting ourselves to his word, putting on that new self because it's not easy to always encourage and be thankful for a spouse that's always leaving, right? Like you, you, and I don't mean it like that, right? You have to pick that apart because I can be encouraging and loving to a spouse that, is leaving because I know the purpose for why That's they're exactly leaving right. and I know the depth and the reasons and I'm thankful and I can worship God for that. And I'm Well, grateful. you can do a
1: hard thing if you know that the hard thing is worth it. Right. Problem is, is, is many people are, they're doing hard things for trivial reasons mm. and that, that in, immediately negates the worth of the hard thing. If, right. And so if, um, yeah, I could, if our P, yeah, way.
0: if this, if we don't understand that there's a deeper meaning and a, a, a level of purpose, to our going out, then, like you said, we're, Mm -hmm. as a married couple, we're probably going to drift apart. There's going to be some bitterness that we're going to have to deal with, some frustration uh, and some lack of communication, which, again, attacks our intimacy. So there's a lot there. Um, Do do we want to hit that
1: Ecclesiastes verse real real fast? Sure, if you want to. This is just an Old Testament example of it. Yeah. Um, Let's see if if I have the right one. Yeah. Okay. So I love Ecclesiastes. You've heard me say this in the past, listener, maybe not, but if you haven't heard me say that, I love this book because it just it, it feeds the melancholy side of <laughs> Of <laughs> all of I, us. <laughs> and it's almost like Solomon here. Uh, Solomon is, uh, most people believe Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes. Some don't, but I, I think it sounds a lot like Solomon. Mm. And he, uh, it's almost like he's got this nihilistic streak. Like, it's all <laughs> meaningless. Like, it's all pointless. It's all just, and, and there's some wisdom in that because, yeah, life is a breath. Like Mm. the grass withers, the flower fades away. Uh, That includes us. We will fade away, but Mm. but, what's the but? The word of the Lord endures Mm. forever. I love that. And so Ecclesiastes, here we have in the middle of it, you know, the t- the, cha- the title given to this chapter by the translators is Death Comes to All, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but all of this I laid to heart, examining it all, how the righteous and the wise and their deeds are are in the hand of God. Whether it is love or hate, man does not know. Both are before him. So again, he's kind of just lamenting and and being kind of melancholy, but the part I love about this is all the way down in chapter 7, So he's saying like all of this is, you can't be known the purpose of it all. And then in chapter, in not chapter seven, sorry, in uh, chapter nine, verse seven, he says, now go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart for God has already approved of what you do. And that, again, that, that says a lot about the sovereignty of God. It says a lot about how God allows us to do mm-hmm. certain things. And by virtue of us being able to do any sort of work unto his glory and unto his, uh, unto our own good or the good of others is going to mm-hmm. be ordained by him mm-hmm. on some level. And so, God has already approved of what you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And let your garments be always white. Let not oil be lacking from your head. There's a lot of symbolism there. Uh, But this part, verse uh, chapter 9, enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your life. It doesn't just say life. It says your vain life Mm. that he has given you under the sun. So can you see the irony there? He's saying all the days of your vain life, meaningless vapor of a life Mm -hmm. what that he has given you so it's both vain and it's given by God how is that possible and I think it's it helps us to see the the fleeting nature of it and take joy and rest in the fact that I can just enjoy today and enjoy it unto the glory of God Mm. today and that sometimes is enough just to say send like wife send me Mm -hmm. (laughs) to do this work and enjoy it it says uh, all the days of your vain life that he's given you under the sun, because that is your portion in life and your toil at which you toil under the sun, whatever your hand finds to do. There's that verbiage again, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. I love it. I love so it. Good. It's very calibrating. I was going to
0: say, it's just, it's very calibrating. And I think yeah. as a couple, you know, it can kind of remind us that the, it's not really about us all the time. Right. Uh, We are and this is the fourth point that I want to talk about. This is we are witnesses to others around us You know, we work uh, and the attitude of our heart towards the tasks um, Towards, you know leaving our home and and doing what we're supposed to be doing at that moment uh, Mm -hmm. Is reflected in why and how we send each other and so if you know You're always coming into work grumbling about your (laughs) your spouse or your kids or whatever Uh, what what is that reflecting to other people and I think that's been a struggle when I was working more and even now I mean there's this tendency to to be on the level playing field with everybody and always have something to kind of complain about and that's kind of like where everybody meets each other and I I would challenge you listener as well as I would just challenge myself to figure out that way forward of hey you know yeah the days are dark it's been rough but God is so good to me and I'm so grateful for my spouse. And we, yeah, we're working through some hard stuff, but, and it's not a glossing over either. I think it really, that mm-hmm. verbiage can only come from a, a true work of God in your heart and nobody can gloss over the big challenges uh, that some marriages are enduring in this moment.
1: Listen, the only way we can get through those moments is when we take Christ at his word. Mm hmm right that he is king he is standing he is sit- seated at the throne reigning right he is he his his second coming is imminent mm. if we actually believe that okay then we can do the things that we're talking about but if we kind of only only sort of believe it yeah then we start that's when we start to despair yeah like we do we have to place our faith in god in those right. moments right I forget there's a quote somewhere it was in our uh, Sunday bulletin I don't have it in front of me I wish I did but there's a really good quote about basically faith is um, we 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 have hope in this life because of a faith that we have you know in the future type of mm. thing um, and that that's we have to believe Christ is who he says mm. he is and he did what he said he did and he's going to do what he said he's going to do mm. if we can say yes to all three of those things yes and amen then we can begin to have what we're talking about here, and we can begin to fight for what we We're talking about here without those three things, we can't even begin to fight for these things. Right. So,
0: um, moving on to, so we I'll recap real quick the four reasons why we can send each other out. Uh, I hope you heard that why we can send each other out mm. uh, is because Christ has empowered us through the Great Commission. Uh, so therefore, mm. we are we are able to be obedient. Right, the Holy Spirit helps us in this obedience, mm. this act of obedience of sending each other out. Uh, We send each other out as an act of worship. Again, obedience on display uh, is worship to God. Uh, We can send each other out because we know and believe there's a deeper meaning. There's a deeper purpose for why we're doing what we're doing. It's not about the what, it's about the why. Uh, And lastly, it is a witness to others uh, around us as well as to each other. I get so blessed when Ryan feels enlivened by the work that he's doing or the people that he gets to connect mm. with that's very bolstering i think to my own heart as a wife to know that he's god is growing him and blessing him through the people he's interacting with
1: same toward you <laughs> let it be known let it be record. known <laughs> uh, i love when you enjoy the work that god has called you in, to do Sweet. both in the home and oh. in this type of ministry so go thank ahead. you yeah
0: So we talked about the Great Commission. We talked about why we can send each other out. And now we're going to get real tangible about three ways or three hows, how we can send each other out um, and why it matters. And I think these are very unique to the marriage relationship, very unique to just the Christian Hmm. uh, household. But we, I think we sort of, Stumbled across this idea from the Bethkeys. They kind of first shared this idea. That, you know, you guys know they're probably big on family teams. And, Some people
1: don't know the Bethkeys, Jeff Jefferson and Alyssa Bethke okay. they're authors. He he's uh, you don't need his whole history. They're they're great people. Um,
0: yeah, they they are also in the family and marriage space as well. And so weirdly they,
1: enough, we knew them before he had this YouTube video that blew up.
0: It's very weird. We've yeah. known a lot of these people. It's weird. Well, we were, it's almost
1: like God is sovereign. Mm, yeah.
0: Um, uh, but he shared this idea of talking a lot about family teams and, you know, when dad's going to work, he's not simply just leaving us, but we as his family, uh, me as the wife, kids, the children, we're sending him off to go do the work that God has put his hands to. So taking that idea kind of a step further and saying, how do we do that? Like, I get that you're saying we should send each other out. What does that even look like? I don't know. Oh, the first one, and Ryan touched on it a little bit as an evangelical tool, but I think it's so important for us is praying over each other. Before you leave, maybe throughout the day while you're gone or your spouse is gone, and what can we be praying for? We can be praying for opportunities to share the gospel, like the Great Commission you know, tells us to do. We can pray for opportunities for our spouse to model love for one another. We see in John thirteen thirty five, Jesus says, Uh, A new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And I think that can easily extend into the marriage space (laughs) for loving one another.
1: What a tactic of the enemy, though, to say, well, we don't need to pray over Dad's day. He's just going going to sit in meetings all day and he's got to, you know, it's all just mundane work. Like what a tactic of the enemy Mm. to say, God doesn't need your prayer he doesn't need to be sent today like this is just a basic sort of day but that's those are the exact moments that Solomon is talking about mm-hmm. and th- that we're in anyway I just want to encourage the people listening to this that it doesn't have to be like these big milestone moments that we're praying
0: for. no that's just heavy we, and wear some to try to do right we,
1: we, yeah and we can just and, and we can behold and pray and like we talked about I think many Weeks back, this book that we were reading, um, called "Every Moment Holy." I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if we talked about that. The Book book. of Liturgies, yeah. They're liturgies, and they're all about really basic things like laundry and changing diapers, even like meetings. meetings, I think there's one. The point is, is it really helps us to think in terms that are that are eternal? Mm -hmm. Because every moment is holy Mm -hmm. um, when it's given and lived unto the Lord. So So
0: good. Uh, we can also pray mm. for things like protection, you know, Luke ten three, Jesus says, go behold, I send you out as lambs in the midst mm. of wolves. So praying for protection for our spouse, physically, uh, emotionally, over their mind, uh, over their ears, what they'll hear. Yeah. Um, I think prayer is just such a, a key yeah. thing to the Christian life. That's such an understatement. Well, we, Sorry guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Captain Aubrey. It's kind of big. <laughs> um, so we actually wrote these books. Uh, we've talked about them at length. Uh, Forty prayers for my husband. Forty prayers for my wife. Of course, you wrote, wrote the husband one for the husband. I wrote the one praying for, for the wife. wife. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really about around these sorts of moments. Like, mm-hmm. may you get guide her feet as she go. May, guide her her words as she speaks to those in her within her earshot type. Yeah, of thing. it's protect her ears mm. when people are speaking and mm. cursi- cursing unto her. You know, not not literal like curses, but you know that those types mm-hmm. of, um,
0: conversations and things that are happening that can really kind yeah. of deflate you as a person, let yes. alone, you know, as Protect a believer. heart. Yeah.
1: Anyway, we, so we wrote these books and so that's one way, um, uh, as a husband and a wife, we can be praying very intentionally and just as a quick kind of, I don't know, uh, cue for you if you're wondering what should I pray about. I like to do head to toe mm-hmm. prayers, like start at the top of her head, you know, may she be covered. You know, today by your protection, Lord, and her mind, her eyes, uh, her ears, the hands that—what well, the work you? He's not praying to. physically.
0: He's praying, um, obviously. Well, <laughs> hopefully you catch this, but like—not yeah, that her ears <laughs> on,
1: on the things of you, Lord. Let her ears be filled with, uh, with words, and, and you know, I don't worship know, w- and yeah, yeah, and let her mouth speak life, and let her hands be about your work, and mm. let her feet take her to the right places, and
0: you contrast uh, that with you know, idleness or Hmm. distraction or anger or letting whatever just come in to take root and take up occupancy within our hearts and our minds. And you'll understand like how powerful and how, what a gift and what a, what a, I almost want to say a, an obligation, a joyful obligation, I think as believers that we get to Hmm. commune with the creator of the universe as many of you probably know, that was not the case in the Old Testament. <laughs> you would be killed for trying to go into the presence of God or talk to him without right. uh, a priest or someone in between. So So lots there. these are
1: very tangible ways to send one another out. So praying over one another, mm-hmm. and then you have verbal appreciation. So what do you mean by that?
0: Verbal appreciation, just the simple on the way out, a kiss. Thank you for working so hard for us. Thank you for Enduring this hard season because I know you were up late working and now you got to go early. I know this is just a season. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for the attitude of your Hmm. heart while you're doing it. Uh, Thank you for giving and spending of yourself for us. And I don't know if there's anything that fills your bucket quite so much. Uh, At least I've noticed when I'm expressing that gratefulness to you. Not, Not go Selena, but just... I it's think profound. it really it really it, is profound yeah. as a husband
1: the the effect it has on my heart and I think most husbands would agree that no other person's words in the entire universe carry as much weight mm-hmm. as your wife's and they can cut deep to the heart mm-hmm. in the best and worst ways mm-hmm. and if a, if a wife is 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 um, aware of and wields her power wisely it will bring life mm-hmm. to her husband from the depths of his heart to the tips of his fingers and the tips of his toes. Like mm. it will bring life to, to that man. And I will say that I've been on both sides of that where I've felt both. Never. The, I've felt the, the searing blade of my wife's <laughs> tongue cut there right you. through my heart. Okay. I've also felt the healing that, that she only, she can provide. Um, so I would also say too, husbands, um, verbal appreciation toward your wife. Now, I don't mean to lots of wives work, right? So so this could both both ways. So right. a husband could say, "Hey, thank you for contributing to our household. Thank you for, you know, all the various things that I appreciate that you're doing." Um or I think husbands if if your wife isn't actually working out of the home in, you know, in in a vocation of sorts, I think the I think raising children is plenty vocational. Like it's it's hard work. But you can say thank you for caring for our children. I think one of the things I, I try to say to you often enough is thank you for instructing our children well. And I can and I can trust that they're not just getting a hack, like, education.
0: Oh, Lord, I hope not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they're, and they're, they're learning amazing skills and so exp- expressing that appreciation toward you is, like, you're being sent in a way, even though we're literally just separated by sheetrock and two by fours <laughs> because we're in the same house all day. Um, we're both about the work of Ver, Yeah, the yeah.
0: verbal appreciation can only come from a knowing of your spouse, knowing what they do. So if you're being cold towards each other and there's some bitterness and things that you feel like you need to work through, mm. part of that just ha- it means having a conversation about what you're actually doing. I think many yeah. of our conflicts have been resolved just by um, this is what I'm actually doing and this is why it feels so hard and I feel like you're against me on this, but how can we kind of peel the layers back and understand what's actually happening because so often in our minds if we feel like we're being wronged we can just vilify the per- our spouse and what they're doing and we don't actually know what they might be hmm. putting their hands to and so again we can only express appreciation or begin to express appreciation that will touch the hearts of our spouse if we know them and we know what is going on in their day right it's a call to unity hmm. it's a call to oneness Uh, ultimately so praying for one another verbal appreciation which is should be a natural overflow of of you know intimacy Mm -hmm. and loving one another well and then write it down so uh, kind of a see it uh post reminders for yourself uh and your spouse Mm -hmm. you know writing down why your spouse is working and the reasons for the longer hours Mm -hmm. that's maybe it's a provision for god from god Um, he's providing for his family doing the ministry that God has put his hands to, again, the Great Commission. And this looks different for each household and whoever's working or whoever's yeah. being sent out and ways. Uh, and these are not excuses for, well, I had to work 20 hours today. Like, this is not, again, there are seasons in, there's the caveat we set up ahead <laughs> at this episode.
1: but On mission to buy that nicer car. Like, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> right.
0: When we are on That'll mission for the gospel. Yeah. Uh, these are the the reminders that are the eternal reminders of mm-hmm. why. And I think it's unique. Like you said, you kind of alluded, you said this a little bit, that it's unique to the Christian couple because no one else has that direct line to our spouse's heart. Uh, part of, you know, our story is Ryan had heart surgery and his heart was kind of going all... Flippy floppy, weird. Afterwards, <laughs> needless to say, and they had these lines connected to his heart, like they were wires that were went into his heart, came out like underneath his sternum, so you could touch the wires on the outside that were connected to his heart. Very weird. Uh, but in case, right Wasn't after, was
1: weird as when they decided to pull him out? Yeah, that, that was
0: weird too.
1: That, and I was t- fully conscious. Yeah, it's zero uh, pain yep. medicine. Stomach,
0: stomach churning already. <laughs> but you can see that. No one has the direct line like that, and the effects yeah. of that uh, as much as your spouse. So, I think it's important and awesome that God has entrusted us as spouses to be able to speak so quick directly, and that's, that's exactly why. Effectively, and <laughs> if that's a word to our spouse, <laughs> um, effectively. Yep, I teach our kids. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>
1: I think that's precisely why Paul, into in more than one place, I'll say, reminds wives mm. the way they can love their spout, their husband, is through submission, through respect, and and husbands the way they can love their wife is through Christ like love. Because I think,
0: which is sacrificial. It's, it's all sacrificial. a call to submission and death it, to self. It ultimately, truly is. it's not one or the other.
1: We're not getting into the that debate right now, but you know, we think the Bible's pretty overt about these things, mm-hmm. and. Um, And I think it's for good reason, because I can't remember where I heard this from, but um, somebody said this and it's kind of a a broad sweeping statement. Um, But women are genuinely better at loving in certain ways and they're not as good at at respect. Okay, Mm -hmm. whereas men are not very good at loving and their respect is kind of a natural language Mm -hmm. of men. Mm -hmm. Like men want to earn respect, give respect they, 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 they that's deal their in language. that currency. Yeah.
0: That's the currency for sure. Women
1: want to earn, they like, want to feel love and give love. That's why, uh, women generally are way better at, you know, nurturing and coming along somebody and helping mm-hmm. them feel better. Men just want to fix it because fixing is a sign of competency, which is a sign of respect
0: or worth it. Worthy, uh, of, of, being wor- worthy worth of respect. Of respect. Yeah. yeah.
1: So anyway, uh, and so I think that's why Paul tells wives to give the respect and tells husbands <laughs> to give love because that's not your natural currency. Right. And so um, and again, speaking with broad strokes here, but um, I think we would do do well and why and, and we'd be wise to heed Paul's words.
0: So cover couple, couples conversation challenge. Um, how can you as a couple begin into implementing? these purposeful send-offs. I feel like my mic is like grabbing my lips and not letting me talk. It feels very like I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys, let's try that one more time. But yes, how maybe. can you, it's all going to plan. as a couple, begin no. implementing purposeful send-offs with each other. Um, maybe that means grabbing the 40 prayers books, right, for husband and wife. And you can start there if you want to work on how you can pray for each other. Hmm. Uh, maybe it's starting with a note every day or once a week for the next month. You hmm. know, write, write some stuff down, consciously give that verbal appreciation, Put take one of these ways and run with it, uh, always rooting it in Scripture and the Great Commission and this eternal work of, of knowing God and making Him known. So I'm going to pray us out. All right. God, thank you so much for marriage and the beautiful design that it is that we get to live out the Great Commission and how we send each other out. For your purpose, for your glory, uh, for our sanctification, for our good, Lord, help us to not lose sight of the eternal moments that each day gives us. I pray that you would just enliven the marriages that might be feeling the weight of the daily grind, uh, for the disconnect, hmm. for the drifting apart. I ask that this would be a path forward and how they can reconnect. Uh, and live within oneness and unity Uh, bless them lord bless them in their efforts we love you god thank you again for the ability to talk about you the things of you uh and may be glorified in on this podcast in your name amen
1: amen so as a quick reminder so this whole series has been all around the home right the 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 places that we occupy the spaces Mm. we create of the ministry that happens within the home and now sending out. Mm -hmm. And so this is just a reminder that on this theme of the home, that your home, your household, no matter what physical structure you live in, no matter where you live, that your home is an outpost for the soldiers of Christ. That's including you and your spouse first and foremost, obviously the children. If you want to hear more about the parenting side and the kids (laughs) side, certainly go check out the fierce parenting podcast. We talk about that at length in much greater detail, but our hope and our prayer is that you would be a family, a home, a household rooted in Christ and on mission for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And we take great joy in knowing that there are so many other families that are doing work. They may not have a podcast. They may not have a blog. They may not be doing social media ministry like Ryan and Selena Frederick. But nevertheless, we are on mission with you. And so I just want to say, you're awesome. Keep going. We're thankful for you. And uh, we 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 celebrate you as as a brother and a sister in Christ. So I think that's, that's it. I just felt like saying something. You're so um, sweet. I love your encouragement. That is the end of this. That is the <laughs> it end. It is over. <laughs> we're through.
0: So we'll see you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the end of this series. Uh, we'll see you next week for another series.
0: Uh, Truth be told, we don't know what it is, but well, it'll be good. Yeah, We've we'll thrown around a few ideas, and we're trying to pray about what the Lord mm. would lead us in. So...
1: Anyway, so we'll, we'll see you then. And, uh, so yeah, this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast is... In the can. See you in seven days. Until then. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit fiercemarriage.com, or you can find us with our handle at Fiercemarriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.